back to the Equipoise Podcast. Today's episode, Revisiting Bias. Unless you've been living under a rock for the past week or so, you'll have noticed that Russia has invaded Ukraine, and the public opinion of this event is nothing short of nearly universal condemnation worldwide. However, this whole thing has caused me to um, really want to revisit our discussion of bias. You see, um, anytime something this big happens on a world scale, uh, there appears a plethora of theories that float around as to what's going on out there behind the scenes or otherwise. Some would say, yeah, Vladimir Putin's a monster. He's invading Ukraine. He's terrible. The others would say, well, Ukraine's a corrupt deep state organization fueled by old money from the United States. And Putin's actually doing the world a favor by invading Ukraine to put an end to what they're doing in the shadows. So regardless of where you might find yourself on this spectrum and regardless of how appalled you might feel at the present, knowing that there's two very different ends of the spectrum. (laughs) We would all benefit from taking a step back and asking ourselves if we're being balanced in our reaction to what's going on overseas. A big part of this evaluation is simply taking honest inventory of what we actually know versus what we think we know about the situation. I think we all know enough to be rightly grieved over the loss of life, and most of us would agree that we should all be concerned over the invasion of sovereign territory in general. Um, But... Another big part of this evaluation is kind of asking ourselves, do we have to have an informed opinion on everything going on overseas? Contrary to, you know, the Facebook era making us think we're experts on everything and that we have to weigh in on every single issue that goes on in the entire universe, um, we might not have to have a fully informed opinion. Um, But regardless, I still feel motivated to um, revisit this topic of bias as a result. Um, Rather than telling you what to think or how to react, because I wouldn't be so arrogant as to think I know enough about it to do that, I want to try my best to give some tips to guide you in your quest for a balanced view on things, especially something about which we know very little, um, outside of relying on others to tell us whether mainstream media or um, crazy-eyed guy in his basement with a microphone on YouTube or, you know, Facebook or Reddit. So really quick, let's review a few of the biases that we covered last year toward the very beginning of this podcast. There's the anchoring bias. Anchoring is when the very first thing to which you were exposed, you cling on to as your truth. Um, I say your truth because we are talking about subjective truths here. For instance, my very first baseball card that I can remember was of a particular player for the Houston Astros. Well, the Houston Astros were my favorite baseball team for the longest time, um, only because they were the first one, right? I anchored onto them. Um, There's a lot of people who are Christians because they were raised Christians. There's a lot of people who are atheists because they were raised atheists. They anchor onto these beliefs. I'll touch on that here in a second. Um, Another one is the availability heuristic. This is the, um, you know, the fallacy, the bias that, um, well, basically simply because we can remember it or access it easily or because we only recently read about it, that's what we cling to as, as the truth. There's also the Dunning-Kruger effect, which basically says I know more than the experts and the experts know less than I do. In other words, uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect basically states that if you were to grab 100 drivers and put them all in a room and ask them um, if they are better than at least 50 of the drivers in that room, uh, almost all of them would say, yes, they are. But then we've created a statistical paradox, right? Because all 100 drivers can't be better than 50 of the drivers in that room 
room. Um, 50 have to be on the bottom half of that uh, um, you know, equation, so to speak, if, if that makes sense at all. I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to keep going. It's already late in the day. <laughs> anyway, there's something new I want to introduce here. It's called the Semmelweis reflex. It's the tendency to reject new evidence if that new evidence contradicts a paradigm or perceived reality that's already held. It's a fancy way of saying that if we believe something really, really deeply, then we're almost never going to be dissuaded of it. Along these lines, I'm persuaded that many Christians are only Christians because they were raised Christian and won't abide the idea of not being a Christian. I'm not saying I don't want them to be a Christian. I'd just rather people have good reasons for being a Christian because, well, if we don't have good reasons to, this leads to a lot of blind faith, gullibility, and not a lot of critical thinking. But then again, the same is true for many atheists, right? I believe in something rather unbelievable, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Atheists, in my view, believe in something a bit more unbelievable, quite a bit more, in fact, that all the matter in the universe somehow brought itself into existence, um, exploded, expanded, and then uh, generated laws of physics and order, uh, and then generated life, and then on top of that, sentient consciousness and creativity. I'm oversimplifying, of course, but that's about the tall and small of it. I don't see myself being dissuaded of my outlandish belief, nor do they see themselves being dissuaded either. That's the whole point of this. But folks, if something is true, it'll hold up against scrutiny. It'll hold up against scrutiny without you having to avoid unpleasant pieces of information or assassinate the character or content of those with whom you disagree. Wouldn't you rather be right, even if that means changing your position? The Semmelweis reflex says, maybe. <laughs> All right. Here's another form of bias. This one's called the IOED, and it stands for Illusion of Explanatory Depth. It's very similar to the Dunning-Kruger effect and basically means that a lot of people think they understand a topic much better than they do. The term IOED was coined by some folks at Yale in 2002 after an experiment with 16 Yale undergrads, and while I won't bore you with the details, it's amazing how quick we are to proclaim ourselves experts on something about which we actually know very, very little. In short, it's another term for pride. I actually just saw this on Facebook yesterday. I wasn't going to mention it. It's not in my script. But uh, somebody mentioned something about the kingdom, and then somebody gets on there and goes, well, do you mean the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God? You're, you don't know how to read the scripture. You know, If you knew how to read the scripture, you would get the. And I'm thinking the exact same thing, right? Dude, if you knew how to read the scripture, you'd be in my camp, right? <laughs> we all have this, right? We all have this. Of course, I'm right, and they're wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Another similar form of bias for which to be on the lookout is subjective validation. This is the tendency to perceive something as objectively true if one of our existing beliefs demand that it has to be true. I'll share a story about this one. I'll not soon forget a low-resolution video that was being passed around last year that purported to be of Bill Gates. In this video, the alleged Mr. Gates was speaking about an up-and-coming technology that would eliminate religious radicals and promote population control. And boy, was it making the rounds. How dare he? I knew he was a monster. But, but whether or not he's a monster or not shouldn't change our criteria for accepting something is true. In other words, these guys watched this video and without any sort of critical analysis accepted it as true because they wanted Mr. Gates to be a monster. Mr. Gates had to be a monster in order to confirm their existing beliefs. So we should still be doing the research instead of accepting something as true uh, based on whether or not we feel like it has to be true. So anyways, I did some digging on it, found out that it's not Bill Gates. Um... It's just another guy making a hoax video for fun. So when I found a higher resolution copy of the video, I found it to not be Bill Gates, but rather someone else completely. It's funny how the low resolution video was the one making the rounds, right? Almost as if somebody wanted to perpetuate something. Anyway, so I brought this up actually to the group of guys who shared the video with me, even though I normally stay quiet about this stuff because Dunning-Kruger is, is, is 
not fun. And I was rebuffed because my assessment agreed with Snopes.com, an admittedly unreliable fact-checking website. So to recap, because I came to the same conclusion to which Snopes.com came, I was automatically and invariably wrong. (laughs) Even though I did my own research, which is what that particular camp is always telling people to do instead of trust others. Anyway, basically, if you're going to say do your own research, you have to know that this, this applies both ways. You can't just say do your own research and fear that the mainstream media might influence somebody's thinking only to then allow a talk show host or website do all your research for you. See how that works? It has to work both ways or it's just not honest. So let's wrap this up by reflecting on the Ukraine-Russia conflict with these biases and views. One person might say, I have a very informed opinion because I learned it from the news. Another might say, I have the opposite opinion because the news always lies and I've got a very reliable source from another group completely. Somebody might say the invasion is terrible. Another might say there's more going on here than meets the eye. And yet another might say that Putin is the savior of the world. No matter what your position is, no matter what I think of some of these positions, I believe that as Christians, we're required to check our biases because truth should be paramount in the life of the believer. Listen, as Christians, we must strive to be characterized by humility, even when we're absolutely sure we're right. Because in a worst case scenario, you're actually wrong and you need to be corrected. In a best case scenario, you're right. And it's done no harm at all to be humble about being right. So until next time, stay balanced.